Welcome to the DAS Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, SEL Consultant and Dean of Students. Here on the DAS, relationships and communication come first. That's why every week our goal is to provide social-emotional learning solutions for your school community. You can learn more about me and the DASH podcast at TreyGamers.com, where you'll find our middle and high school SEL workbook, Every Decision Counts, more about the DASH podcast, and my story through education. And if you are in need of accessible, autonomous, continued education, check out our adult SEL platform, seleducators.com the only platform dedicated to adult social-emotional learning activities. Lastly, we want to give a big thanks to the Teach Better Podcast Network for putting together a collection of podcasts dedicated to supporting the entire school ecosystem through in-depth conversations that you care about. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the episode. This is The Dash. Podcast. I'm Trey Gamage, and this is SEL Foundations, sponsored by the Dash Podcast. So if you've been keeping up with us over the last few episodes, 186, 187, now 188, you've noticed that um, it's been just me. I've just been um, on here reviewing some different articles, some different news topics and things that are really popular and catching my eye from the different newsletters that I'm a part of from Castles, SEL, Weekly Inbox, to Arbitrary Education, to Second Step. There's a lot of different newsletters I get, and so I'm finding a lot of great articles and want to share those with you. So thanks for joining me. Um, and over this time, I've also had a chance to just step back and look at you know, what's happened on the DASH podcast. We just passed our four-year anniversary on February 3rd, 2020, 2021, and um, didn't do much this year around because um, just had my first son, or yeah, just had my first child, period. Um, we just got a new house with my wife. We've got a lot of changes going on, so I'm, I'm really focused on my family, on myself, um, on the things that are inside, uh, internal, I guess, if you will, and not so much on the celebration. So I did have a chance to look back, though, on the DAS podcast. And with our 186 episodes, that's over 92 and a half hours of content, which is really amazing to me and really just a blessing. So I want to say thank you um, to everybody that's listened. And we've seen over 15,000 listeners on the podcast um, from over, I want to say about 40 different countries. So I'm, I'm just really humbled looking at those numbers and um, just want to say thank you because it's a, it's a slow grind. This is something that I've really been doing that we started to add value consistently for free. And, and I feel like that's something that um, we're still able to do while we adjust and while we change and do different things. Um, it's cool to see that you know we're putting out a lot of content and a lot of people are listening. So that's just on SoundCloud. It doesn't include those that are listening on social media or uh, smaller one minute, two minute clips. So I'm just very thankful and grateful for um, all that support and love there. SEL Foundations is meant to just deepen that impact really. And, focus more specifically on, on what's not necessarily trending, but, but what is 
applicable. I've got a paper today, a white paper about how professional learning communities lead to improved student outcomes. I feel like that's valuable information. And um, there's just a few pieces that I wanna highlight that I think can make a difference in your school community. And so that's what that's what it's all about. That's what's important to me. And I'm, I'm thankful that um, even through our interviews, you've taken the time to enjoy this with us. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, because professional learning communities are something that are uber important when we talk about the success and sustainability of our teachers' emotional intelligence. When you're in a school community and you're with kids all day, having that one hour a week or that time to collaborate with your PLC, however long or short it is, can be your only opportunity to interact with um, people relatively close to your age during the course of a day. <clears throat> so how that is structured has a great impact on the success of your teachers, the well-being of your teachers, and the uh, outcomes of your students because of those. <clears throat> you can see here in the white paper, I'll make that a little bigger for you, um, effective professional learning include or improves student outcomes. And here's some of the characteristics that we want to focus on. I'll make sure the link is shared in our descriptions that we've got in the show notes of the podcast, wherever you are listening. But when we think about the values, the goals, and the interests of our PLCs, there's a few different characteristics that stand out for us. And a lot of those characteristics are being collaborative, a heavy focus on instruction, but I would also include a focus on SEL at least once a month. They're ongoing, they're supportive, they're adaptive, data-informed, focused, individualized. Um, this article in particular talks about really specializing your PLCs. And if it's a uh, middle school, if you've got a, a, a K-12 school, your middle school PLC is not going to look like your high school PLC and your high school PLC isn't gonna look like your K-2 PLC. So really given creating an opportunity for PLCs to become um, collaborative sessions for your educators to focus on what's important in their school community. So that's where these characteristics are coming from, being able to be adaptive, collaborative. You see those words are showing up in several places, experimental, exploratory, and goal-oriented, interactive, interest-based. There's a lot of options that we've got here when it comes to a PLC. So I think, you know, if, if you're listening to this in the end of the 2021 school year, I think this is something that you can evaluate going into next year is what your PLCs look like. What is your structure of PLC? Do your teachers have an opportunity for voice and choice? Are, are, are we giving them an opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, to collaborate and be a part of the process or are we making all the decisions ourselves? So I think that's something to um, think about and how we are empowering our educators. Because when we look down here, again, I, I'm going to uh, skip a few pages. I just want to focus on the highlights. What do educators want in a professional learning experience? Research shows that many educators already know that PLCs are a strong professional learning strategy, but have reported dissatisfaction with the amount of lesson, observation, 
coaching and POC opportunities regularly offered from the Gates Foundation. This dissatisfaction highlights the limitation of traditional PLCs opportunities and gives great insight into what educators know they want from the PLC. Love this. When we give, just like when we give our kids an opportunity to use their voice and try their best and engage, we they amaze us when, when we give opportunities for our educators to um, be respected in their profession and share their voice in their profession and have a say in what they're doing day to day. Here's what you see, relevant, focus on learning, application and modeling instead of lectures and presentations. As educators, we're facilitators. We facilitate means to make it easier. Our job is to make it easier for our kids to do what they love. That's it, that's our job. So focus on learning applications so our kids can do what they love interactive engaging with others to share effective experiences that's your interpersonal relationships and development social awareness and management or relationship skills continuous create an ongoing cycle of reflection and feedback throughout the year reflection is a key component of sel and, and really should be involved in every activity as you see here educator driven develop educators as leaders across experience levels 100 that might be you know my, my favorite right there is develop educators as leaders across experience levels when we create producers in a community people that um, understand how to build that people that understand how to grow and understand how to be their best self we see a trickle-down effect from just one teacher to their plc from the PLCs to the classrooms, from the classrooms to the parents, from the parents to the community. And it's it's a trickle-down effect throughout your entire school community. And it really goes with educators because they're spending eight hours a day with our kids. Eight hours a day, we are spending with other people's kids, rather. And so we have that opportunity to develop our educators who do not typically receive adult SEL training in college. In fact, nobody really receives adult SEL competencies or skill building in college. And then we ask folks to teach SEL and, and not know. And I know I made that transition um, of talking about SEL in PLCs and, and you know maybe you've already made the connection, but each of these four skills here are in fact SEL competencies. So if we just focus once a month on SEL PLCs, all of these will be covered. And then you can look at data and then you can look at small groups and, and you know, whatever is relevant, um, which, you know, all these things are important, but SEL absolutely has to be a part of your PLC days. And sometimes it's going to be about self-care and sometimes it's going to be a, a check-in circle. There's other times that it's going to be focused on um, classroom pedagogy and, and how you are integrating SEL in your classroom. So we're, we have to be comfortable with that, but we've also got to trust our educators, our teachers to let us know what they need to talk about. All right, man, I, I really am enjoying this article um, and, and we're, we're almost at the end here too. Again, I'm only hitting on the highlights, making the most of your PLC time. So PLCs do help uh, develop effective leaders and they allow educators a chance to share their knowledge and learn from others while developing educators as effective school leaders. 
also by empowering educators um, with the shared role in learning communities. This is allowing teachers to focus on the specific needs and work together in their PLCs to solve problems more effectively and efficiently. So how do you get to the place where you have these PLCs? Perhaps you already are using uh, strong PLCs in your school. I think the next step is to add um, use grade level content area meetings to support SEL. And I know I've talked about this before, but I'm going to keep on saying it because it's it's important. This is a, a simple resource from Castle's school wide guide. And it gives you different talking prompts and even levels that you can discuss in your PLC to build a supportive classroom environment, integrate SEL and instruction, prompts to discuss explicit SEL instruction, prompts to discuss student-centered discipline, and all that is, is a that you can add to your PLC. I mean, that, that can be your entire year of SEL PLCs can be planned with this. Focus on one of these topics a month or let your educators pick which topic to focus on and you've planned your PLCs, SEL PLCs for the entire month. Um, now you can go to Castle's school-wide guide to find that information, um, but I will also link to you, um, for you rather, a copy of our course, Your Social Emotional Self-Assessment. This is a course that will um, break down the five core SEL competencies, give you a self-assessment of your SEL skills so that you can recognize what your strengths and limitations are as um, a social emotionally competent leader, as the, as the school leader or administrator, as the educators in the classroom, you can enroll in this course for free. There is no payment information required, but you'll get that assessment and reflection. You'll get a breakdown of each of the five core competencies with videos that again are kid friendly. And then you've got a plethora of resources. And one of those would be um, the protocols for bringing a SEL PLC to your classroom PLCs. So that's going to be available for you. I'll link this course. And the, the second option, you know, the second takeaway from this course, again, is to add the value consistently for free is um, what's growing in your garden. Create your teacher mastermind. So from what I heard in this article and what I read in this article is the importance of having a collaborative group with shared visions and goals that you can get along with, that you can um, grow with and develop with professionally. What's growing in your garden, create your teacher mastermind, is just that. It's an opportunity that, that breaks down first um, your introspective self, your positive psychology, your internal locus of control, and talks about what's growing in your garden and how your mind is like a garden. The weeds, they grow all by themselves. But the plants are the seeds, which are positive thoughts. And these you have to work for. You've got to plant, you've got to sow, you've got to water, you've got to take care of the positive thoughts in your mind to grow. When you keep up the mental maintenance, that's, that's pulling up the weeds. If you are intentional or not, the weeds are going to grow. And so often we have to pull ourselves out of a place so that we don't get stuck in that place mentally. And so what, what you should do, what, what this course is offering you is a place to reach out 
if you need support and ask for help. And so the way we do that is with our educator mastermind. And you've got a step-by-step -step protocol written for you that helps you develop your purpose, your meeting times. This can be in school or out of school time. It can be with your school community or with your social media community. And you can develop a teacher mastermind group. I've done this with some entrepreneurs. Um, once the pandemic started, I've done this, a black mastermind. Um, with four of my closest friends, and we met on a monthly basis to um, discuss successes, failures, opportunities, and ask each other for help. Um, and it's really made a difference for us. So this is a great framework, and I'm going to give you the code GARDEN, code GARDEN, and the first people that sign up, the first 10 people that sign up will receive what's growing in your garden for free. So I am so grateful for this conversation today. Um, that was a white paper that we discussed by a learning ally called Developing Professional Practices to Improve Student Outcomes. I certainly hope that you enjoyed our conversation today. If you liked it, please share it with your friends. We've got two great resources available for you. Both of them are free and on our website, seleducators.com. So we'll see you there. Remember to use the code GARDEN to get what's growing in your garden for free. And we'll see you next time on SEL Foundations. This is The Dash.